podcast with Emily and Christine. Ooh. Ooh. We're uh, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, this week we bring a bit of a more somber episode just in reflecting of, you know, on everything that's been going on. And the focus of this episode will be to protect Black women. Yeah, we want to really, really highlight, excuse my voice, we really want to highlight just ways we can protect each other, the Black women in our lives, um, and just reflect on some people that we've lost. Um, Unfortunately, we weren't, we can't protect everyone, we'll never be able to do that, but we definitely want to highlight and discuss just ways that we can protect each other better, and um, when you say protect black women, let's give people some ways to do that. So, right. Yeah. That's right. what we're going to focus on today. Yes. Um, and I would just like to add to just before we really get into it, you know, we are recording this a week and a day after the passing of Supreme court justice, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, mm-hmm. um, whose work made strides for all women yes. in the United States. Yes. Um, I will be honest, prior to her passing, I hadn't really looked into her life and her work. Um, And that tends to happen with me. I don't know why, but with some of these greats throughout our lives, right, I I don't really get to look at the kind of work that they've done until their passing. Yeah. Um, And there was a CNN special on RBG um, that discussed a lot of her work. And I actually had no idea. I didn't know how instrumental she was in allowing women to have the same rights as men, Um, even down to in the military. Yeah. When it comes to signing papers, having authority over things, ownership of things, equality. Um, And so, you know, may she rest peacefully. She was a bad bee. I had no idea and it's so crazy to me because I don't know why I felt like I never this was never a focus in school no yeah I didn't learn about her no I don't remember she's not someone that I remember learning about at all and she's been doing this work for since what 20 20 plus years before we were even born yeah decades she I know that there's this this big mural in DC of her I forget what street but as you're like approaching, I, I don't remember what street it is, but I think if you're, if you've been in DC in the past year or two, you've seen the big mural of her. Wow. It's so, it's so gorgeous. But that's the first thing I think about when I think of her, mm. just like seeing that. Because a couple of years ago, there was like a big documentary that came out and it kind of created a resurgence in her, um, like in her, and people just trying to seek out information about her. Right, and she right. got really, really popular. And that's when I first heard about her. But before, prior to that, I hadn't heard anything about her, which is unfortunate. But I'm glad that girls um, now will be will be more privy to information and right. will know more about the work that she's done for us. Right, right. So um, definitely RIP to RBG. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, this is just, I guess, ties into a bigger issue, which 
kind of ties into what we're going to talk about today, which is that in schools, you know, a lot of the focus has not been on powerful women in history. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've mentioned the woman who sewed the American flag or whatever, like just random things. But even then they don't tell the full story. They don't tell yeah. the ways that, you know. Or even modern women we don't right. hear about. At all. It's no. I'm, at all. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm hoping that that will change. It and will. I'm hoping that these narratives of people doing work and not including the fact that slaves laid the groundwork for them to do the work um you know like we need to talk about that more and they need to talk about that more in schools I think definitely they do I agree with you they talk about slavery but they need to put it in context right they sure do yeah Um, yeah yeah and uh with that you know let's let's move to the the big topic today of protecting black women so why are we talking about this oh why are we not talking about this right it's just i think it's a it's been a but like i don't want to say buzzword because it's not one word but it's like a big phrase a hot popping phrase yeah i think sometimes um in this day and age when we um stumble upon something catchy like this kind of a hashtag Mm -hmm. hashtag culture we stumble upon something and we just say it, but we don't know what we're saying or why we're saying right, it. And right. We can't answer questions about it. We can't um, quantify it. So I think it's important. Um, we're seeing a lot. We're getting inundated with a lot of violence yeah. against Black women, against Black people. Yeah. So we are going to specifically speak about Black women today, but we're seeing a lot of violence. A lot of dating violence is coming up in right. pop culture. We're seeing what happened to Breonna Taylor, which is completely separate. Um, yeah. But kind of interesting because, you know, her boyfriend did attempt to protect her in that moment. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we're just seeing, you know, Tory Lanez and Megan. He freaking dropped a whole strange <sighs> album, which I cannot grasp the concept. <sighs> I'm so confused. It's what that is. I don't even just a very odd time and for me I think like just even in looking at comments in response to Tory Lane's album in particular obviously haven't listened to it have no interest in listening to it and will not participate in anything around that right but I'm seeing comments like Tori dropped a whole album. Meg didn't say anything. She's lying. And I'm like, let's not forget. This is the first time this man had said anything. He's not saying anything direct, mind you, as in opening his mouth and saying, this is what happened or this is what I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I would believe him anyway, right? But I just mean that he's not even, this music is creative. Art is cre- creative, right? He didn't address anything Megan said either until kind of now yet people are saying Megan didn't respond. Why did she have to respond? The thing that is baffling to me about that is bottom line, you actually, phys- he, someone was physically hurt right, right. in the situation. Right. Where with does- a weapon. With a weapon. Someone was hot, shot. Where does music come into this? Like, where does, <sighs> how does this equate to an album? We don't, so you mean to tell me this whole time you've been recording is why that's you exa- and, and And that's another thing to profit off of this. To profit off of it. And then you have the nerve, the audacity to give like little Easter eggs and bits and pieces. Right. To make people sit there and think. And you know what I mean? That, that is so messed up. That's a wrong it way to really use your is. creativity. 
yeah. so wrong. It's not the correct right. mode. God did not Method put you on this earth to, to make that. Right. And that's, that's my thing. Like, I don't know. What I, what I really and truly feel is that when someone makes a mistake and a, such a, a large mistake, right? Um, and I'm not only speaking, of course, about what, what happened with Megan Thee Stallion and Tory Lanez. I just mean in general. Um, and this even ties into what officers said about what happened with Breonna Taylor, which we'll t- talk about later. But this idea of like, if you caused harm to someone and you didn't intend to cause them harm, why did you not stick around and offer them aid? Help. And then furthermore, when the story broke about whatever happened, why were you not clear about, yes, this is what happened. This was not my intention. Yeah. And I'm sorry that it happened. I don't know how to be, how to move forward. I don't know how to reconcile this situation. I don't but think like I can. Air. Yeah. Or, you know, society and the public is putting blame on the victim here. Let us be very clear. This action was my own. It yeah. was not their, you know, like, I just don't understand because when you don't clear the air and you let people make assumptions yeah, and then only one party is speaking about the situation, of course, people are going to be side-eyeing them because it's like, oh, you know, there's two there's or three parts, whatever theory, to the story, yeah. right? What they say, what you say, what actually let happened, her get whatever. Crucified. He right, right. And then he comes out with this stupid. It was just like, bullshit. wait, what? Like what? I was come. I've never been so shocked in my life. I was and, like, an album this far? And my thing is, like, your people around you encouraged Encouraged you to drop it? You, he, big, big, disgusting, just big mess. That's a big yeah. mess. That's a big mess. Yeah. But in general, to look at the situation, um, I think that, how do I say this? I think it's the reason why we're so intrigued and captivated by this, apart mm-hmm. from the fact that we love Megan and we right. don't want to see her hurt. And we also love Tori. And it's so mm-hmm. unfortunate that he disappointed I us like really this. I know him too much, but that's neither he nor they. Exactly. <laughs> you know, he was crazy like this. And we don't right. know Megan like that, but we love her music. Oh, no, yeah. Yeah. And I loved Tori's music. I'm going to be okay. completely honest with you. But now. No. I've had I have to let go yeah. of the songs that he yeah. blessed us with. It's so unfortunate, but I think um, the larger picture, um, in the context of protecting Black women, mm-hmm. um, we I feel like we're seeing because of the internet. There's a lot of examples out there of what not to do. Right, and we're getting you know we're inundated with this information. Like we're seeing the situation with Tori and Megan play out. We're seeing yep. that somehow in a drunken night, he was, got to the point of, of shooting her in the foot. Mm-hmm. Um, we're seeing people comment on the situation. Right. Let's say we're seeing black men comment on, the, even other black women comment on the situation, right. what they would do, what they wouldn't do, what these ones should have done, what they mm-hmm. didn't do. You know, they're giving their two cents and it's all boring down to people are not, we're not, we don't know how to protect each other. We don't right, know what it actually right. means to protect each other, to, to lend a listening ear. We don't know how to mm-hmm. do that. We don't know how to, when is it the appropriate time to call for help? Right. Like, what constitutes right. snitching? Do you, do right. you in, in the attempt not to snitch, mm-hmm. do you now let your sister or brother die because you don't right. want to snitch? Like, it, are you protecting your Black sister or a black brother by not snitching 
like right, right. that are coming up and it's like i'm i'm happy that this conversation is being had because i think the younger people need to really get into this mm-hmm. um because i feel like when we were younger when we were like you know 15 16 this wasn't necessarily a a conversation we were having like i don't part think- of it though i think really ties into our backgrounds yeah culture has never been anything important to me i've only ever seen no. it in shows and movies where it focused on the hood if you will yeah Yeah. um and so for me it's not if somebody was harmed in front of me nothing in me would want to not say this is what i i witnessed the only way that i would feel threatened if you will and explaining what i saw is based on who's asking me the question of what i saw yeah because right now in particular we have this weird relationship, I think, with police officers yeah. where in an emergent situation, yes, I would call them, but at I the same time, trust there are people with their role, not necessarily them, right? Because everyone's not the same in the same way that every officer is not the same. And I can't make that generalization that everyone wants to harm me simply for the color of my skin. Mm-hmm. But because of what I've seen and what's going on right now, there is a certain level of mistrust. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I would say it's enough of, uh, or a high enough level for me to not trust them. Like I said, in an emergent situation, I don't, I don't feel that way personally. And that's because I haven't had any direct experiences with them to make me feel that way. Mm-hmm. Most of how I feel comes from what I see mm-hmm. and not what I've experienced. Um, and just generally, I think when it comes to what Christine was saying about how we may not have been taught how to have these conversations, how to engage in these, these actions, how to actually like understand the meaning of protecting others. Um, I think part of it too is that this is bigger than just violence. This is rooted in our, our policies and our mm-hmm. system, yeah. um, particularly because I think Black women, uh, particularly poor Black, Black women, women are the most disenfranchised group. And so there are a lot of systems and policies and practices that disproportionately negatively affect lower income Black women. And when we're thinking about how to protect Black women, we're only often thinking about with regards to violence or overt injustice and not the systems that lay ground for these other things to thrive. Yeah. And I feel like what it does make sense with the systems you're discussing. A lot of it is our, our psyche, you know, as a group, there's a lot of things that we're not doing very well at breaking down. When we talk about colorism, like we're still even arguing if colorism exists and it clearly exists. It does. We're still arguing about preference versus colorism. We're still, you know, there's certain conversation we're still struggling with after years decades millenniums like we're like the same conversation so it's like if you can't even understand that a lot of this is programming right it's not necessarily your fault that you think the way you think but recognize that there's an issue and recognize that you need to take steps to change it right then you can't protect anybody so if you're still here you can you can you can have sympathy for someone that you find attractive Mm-hmm. Now, let's say, let's say some of these men, you know, I'm not saying every man, but some of the men that I'm like, I'm witnessing on the internet, like they have sympathy for certain people. 
Right. But they don't have sympathy. They don't have empathy, not even sympathy. They don't have empathy mm-hmm. or human feelings for certain other pe- other black women. Like there's mm-hmm. people that they literally are that are literally invisible to them. Yeah. And I feel like that's something if you want to protect black women, mm-hmm. you first have to see black women it's, and you have to listen to black women. Can we can we just process that for a moment? If you want to protect black women, you first have to see them. Yeah. That's crucial. Yeah. Like and it, I totally agree with you. One thing I've definitely seen this week is are you willing to protect black women that you're not attracted to? It's big. I don't think a lot of people could because it's not crazy. It's crazy because we I'm mar- we're marching like literally protesting um doing acts of activism for people that we don't know, we're not attracted to, right. but we're seeing them as our brothers, right? Mm-hmm. Even in this even when I've been in situations like I've stopped fights because I even people that I don't even know, like just because yeah. I know that I'm like, "Oh, you could get hurt." And I think I can stop this. Like, I don't like you. I don't think you're cute. I don't think nothing. I'm just like, oh, this is a person. This is my black brother. I actually don't want to see you fighting. I actually don't want to see the police called here. But when you see things like um, those three women, those three transgender women in the street, or even there was a video that came out of this um, transgender woman in D.C., who actually fought a large man wow. off by herself and other men were there watching. Like, it's just like things like that. You're like, okay, yeah. so you don't, because you don't see her, you don't care. Right. So this right. protect black women, protect black women. You're saying this in the context of Megan Thee Stallion. Yeah. But you can't see the, your own neighbor. You know what I mean? And think that. Yeah. Even if your sister is telling you, hey, I have dealt with, you know, I've dealt with feeling of I've dealt with feeling uncomfortable in my own skin. Mm-hmm. I've been hurt by black men. This is my pain. You don't even want to hear that. Oh yeah, but I prefer, but I prefer. Right. Ask about, we don't care what you prefer. Just right. understand that this pain exists. Yeah. Now stop the, stop perpetuating it. Stop right. reopening wounds. When someone asks you a question, stop answering in such an ignorant manner. Like try right. to learn, try to learn. That's the, I think that's the way. And I think I try to, to, um, I have a I have a younger brother. He's 26, and I mean I treat him like he's a baby, but um, he's 26. And I've been like ever since he was like a teenager, I always taught him about hair because mm. like, he oh you know he's he's seen me at my crustiest. Of course, siblings he do. He has seen me at my crust. I even feel bad for him. What he <laughs> I feel bad for him, but I've taught him about hair because I don't want him to be the kind of guy that's like, oh, you wear weave right oh you don't got no hair under there he knows that i have a lot of hair and i choose to wear like he knows about wigs he knows about hair and he's armed with the knowledge so that when a black woman approaches him he's not like oh you spent 500 dollars on your hair that's why i don't like black women he you know what i mean like it's all about education it is education to me it is i don't know what do you think emily no i totally agree it's there's just so many things um for me, I've never felt like if I see, well, let me let me preface this by saying I've never gotten engaged in like an actual violent situation as an adult. When I was younger, though, when I would see people fight, I would always try to like stop them like in school mm-hmm. and stuff, depending, right? It's not like I'll just come running like, hey, hey, hey. Put me, put me down. 
stop that stop you know but like I remember like in fifth grade two kids were like started fighting in the classroom and it was just like us three in there so it was kind of like okay like stop but you just reminded me of a situation very recently I was at Walmart and I was entering and I I had when I had parked I felt like something was off but I didn't really pay too much attention so when I got in I was in my cart I could hear people in the line kind of around me you know the line to get in because of everything going on right okay mm-hmm. and they're like oh my goodness like do you just see the man and woman out there fighting they were really fighting da, 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 da. and it seemed like some kind of couple domestic violence situation and let's be very real I don't know how people can get involved in that yeah you know? Although yeah. it's like, you know, like maybe you see another man watching, it's kind of like, oh, why wouldn't he get involved and try to protect the woman kind of yeah. thing? But at the same time, it's kind of like when safety becomes an issue now, it's like, well, how do you move? It's like, okay, well, did you call 911? Or did right. you kind of like, did you watch and see? You just if you, watch it and then walk away. Yeah. Or did you watch and see if you needed to do something? Like keep right. an eye on the situation. Right. You yell and say, hey, hey. So they hey. know someone else is watching. Exactly. It's like, use your brain. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And it's like, we live in such a, I guess, an uncertain society that sometimes I know that can be super hard. Mm-hmm, it's like, God sure. forbid, one of them has a weapon. Yeah. And now aims it towards you. Yeah. It's just like, this idea of like how to get involved in a way that makes sense without putting yourself at too much risk, but also in in an effort to protect the people from either getting hurt, particularly I think when I see men and women fighting. Yeah. In in like I haven't really witnessed that, but then I'll see like, you know, like a video on social media. And I try not to watch stuff like that, but it's just crazy. Like the other day um there's this video on murder in baltimore which is a page that provides updates about some of the violence going on in baltimore and a woman was in her car recording it was a a young man he had to be maybe 23 maybe like somewhere in his young 20s is what he looked like in um suv right Mm. driving and i kid you not there is a woman and i think she was in her bonnet holding her baby holding onto his car as he's trying to drive away she has her baby in her left arm she's holding onto his vehicle with all her might with her right arm and he's driving his car and he's stopping like yo get off my car get off my car like i don't want this like i don't want to be in a relationship with you and she keeps jumping on his car and holding on and then finally she like somehow gets off and he like drives away and you can hear him even saying like you got people recording us now da, 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 da. and mm-hmm. i just kept thinking to myself like what are you guys recording? also equally young she looked very young yeah. she had a baby in one arm a child this yeah. is now i think a case where cps has to get involved right. a small baby in her arm she's on a vehicle a moving vehicle and i was just thinking to myself like this stuff is not funny no this is a huge problem. Even if she were to have done that just on the car on her own, that's a problem. She now was doing it holding a child that I'm assuming is likely his child. Yeah. Um, and it was just so many things are wrong with that. And it's like, how do you get involved? You probably can't other than maybe from the side, like, yo, stop. Like, you guys should, you know, stop or something. Yeah. But I'm like, so I need to call 911 because that's yeah. not okay. 
Yeah, and that's a problem too because in our community now, and especially in this day and age, we right. are afraid to call nine one one. Right. So how do we protect our each other without right. bringing the law into it? Right. Like what? Right. Those are the things that back in the day, before the internet, before there was phones, like our communities had that. In Africa, they have that. Like I think with a reason though. Not fully. It's not weird because just I agree with you because this idea of like villages raising children, right? Everyone is involved in the upbringing. The same rules your parents instill in you at home are the same ones you can go to your neighbor and get instilled. Except I think particularly when it came to um, abuse. Yeah. Kids. No. Yeah, because we still have we still have our things that we think some of the unhealthy practices that we deem as normal. Right. You know, right. we have that. But with our knowledge now, what right. we know now, because we are more enlightened than any other generation and generations yeah. after us will be more enlightened than we are. So mm-hmm. we have, a, we can form a community. We can form a safe yeah. place for each other. We can form, we can make new rules. We can do things differently. Like we don't have to be what we saw. Like we can be yeah. different. So if I am out, and I see something happening because now I do, I, I am more vigilant. Mm-hmm. Um, before when we were allowed to go out, <laughs> we're not allowed to do that no more. But like before when we were out on the streets at night, you know, I am more vigilant. Right. And I do try to watch and see like, if I see something strange, like mm-hmm. I'm not going to put my life in danger. Yeah. But I do try to see like, if I need to do something, like if I can call someone, if yeah. I can ask someone, Hey, can you check on her? If I can ask security, Hey, can you check on them? Like, look, right. like right. be vigilant, look around. Don't. Right. Yeah. We don't want to get ourselves hurt. We don't want to put ourselves in that situation. But at the same time, we also, Nobody, unfortunately is in the situation already. Exactly. And if you are in a bad situation yourself, Mm-hmm. you don't want to be alone in the world either so right. it's like if your sister's in a bad situation your family members you wouldn't want them to be alone in the world just lost in the sauce like some there has right. to be a guardian guardian angel somewhere yeah. so i feel like when we are and when you're in a room and mm-hmm. you look across the room and you see a black man do you feel scared or do you feel like oh thank god um I feel a little of both depending on where, if I'm like in a room, if I'm inside, that's different. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When I'm outside, one thing about me is when I see men in general and it race doesn't matter for this, I do get like kind of scared. A little nervous. Yeah. I don't like going out in the dark. Like now that it's getting darker earlier, I'm like, I'm, I'm very much one of those. I do not like going out in the dark alone. And around this area, there's um, a man now, and it was a black man, unfortunately, who was going to women in like a giant grocery store. And he'd be like, what's on your pants? And a woman would look down and like touch whatever was there and start feeling faint and weak and stuff, because apparently he was spraying them with something. And then he would follow them. And so one woman caused a scene. So he fled. So, and then he did it to someone else too. So they both reported it to the police, but they don't know who he is, but they've been circulating his picture. Hmm. And it's, uh, stuff like that is just so scary. <laughs> oh like, shopping alone? Uh, being a woman in general is hard, but it's just hard. Imagine. It's just hard. Because I, I think what I'm trying to get at with that question is like, mm-hmm. I in a perfect world, yes, yeah. considering everything we've been through as a people, yeah. I feel like we should, be feel, we should feel safe around each other. Not to say... Yeah 
let's like I know I know that's very idealistic and I know yeah. there's crazy people out there black white purple yeah there's people Blue, that are just inherently green. evil they're just yeah. evil and they want bad for anyone that comes in their path I understand that but for us people that are um of 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 night let me not even say of, of pure hearts or mm-hmm. of sound minds I don't even want to say that because of yeah. mental health issues but yeah just of us uh, for us that are willing to create a safe space for mm-hmm fellow black our fellow black people i just would love if i would step into a room mm-hmm. and i see a black man and i'm like all right cool yeah if anything goes down we know that we that's, we got it but that's how i feel typically my assumption isn't usually that like i said unless i'm like alone outside kind of thing or yeah. like somewhere where it's like whoa when I'm usually in like a public space, even like a bank or something, when I see black folk, I'm like, hey, like if anything happens, Cadman, we got each other, right? <laughs> you know? Or like when you count the how many black people in the room when you're in like a professional setting. Yeah. My guy. You know? My like, guy, what's okay, good? Okay. <laughs> I see you, fella. <laughs> me too, don't ya? You know? <laughs> Um, so usually <laughs> I try to approach it from a, a communal setting and especially when I see like black women too I don't know if any, like other people do this but I kind of like you know you kind of have your ears perked up a little bit because it's like if anything pop off yeah I can hear and I can see like mm-hmm. what happened who was involved who had what, 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 yeah. what I had to do <laughs> like girl do you need me like I can't fight but it's kind of like I got cool hands right i can't fight but i got words that's what i like i will articulate him to death me too girl seriously no it's 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 true and you know what i think it makes me think about like um there was a time in my life where i would go to philadelphia like quite frequently because one of my best friends used to live there Mm -hmm. and like one thing i loved about it is like you're hit with blackness like as soon as you Mm because i used to take the the train no the bus down there and like once you get down there you just hit with the blackness like it's just like black like the 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 black israelites meet you as soon as you get off the oh wow like i'm not even playing like they meet you with the book list like hey sis oh wow you know get up on your read and read it (laughs) as soon as you just step on the soil so i'm just like wow this beautiful man black (laughs) shit man i love this shit man you don't get you don't get this in silver spring so i used to love that and i used to love like when you'd be walking around some a black man be like hey sis you good hey sis i'm like yeah i'm good bro i'm real good yeah i love that that's what i want to see yeah united and that's what i mean like it don't even have to be no like yeah just community like it don't have to be no like oh you you superman like come save me type thing but just let me know that you know what i see you hey right what's up are you okay hey that's it that's all we ask for like i think that at the least at the at the bare minimum now i do need you guys to understand the systemic things that we are talking about like i need you guys if you need to read I know y'all don't right. like, I know the PS5 about to come out. I know, I know. Instead, ladies, ladies, get the box. Get, get the PS5 box. Drop some books in it. <laughs> drop some books in it. Make it heavy. It's going to feel like the same thing. They won't even know the difference. Hide the PS5. Let them know. Finish chapters two through six. Or you could, you unlock the game. That's how you yeah. unlock the game. Lock that you thing. Play, you need to read. In a clear box so he can see. And stack <laughs> the books in front of it. The only way he's going to find it is if he reads. <laughs> no but if you want examples anyone um obviously of course 
hit us in our DMs on uh, in progress underscore pod. But also um, just to give you a few examples, Flint, the Flint water crisis. Um, one of the reasons I think the crisis is, was, was, it is still occurring, even yeah. though water supply has been changed, whatever, whatever, these are lasting impacts. Uh, Flint is a predominantly lower income and black city and there are a lot of poor women yeah. there and their voices were not listened to at all and in fact they were told that clean water is not a human right other issues are whenever if you if you ever look at issues of environmental racism and environmental injustice where there are communities um and kind of industrious hazards if you will waste sites places that pollute water are are placed right next to these communities purposefully intentionally look at the community and who predominantly makes that up yeah. and you will see black women specifically yeah. lower income black women yeah um so you know there's a lot of issues at play here yeah and classism is big and i like the fact that you bring that in yes because a lot of times it's like oh you know, I don't like to use the word ghetto, but, oh, she's ghetto. She's loud. So I don't need to do, you know, she's this, she's right. that. So she does she deserve protection? Right. Yeah. She deserves to be safe. Yeah. Oh, she's African. She got an accent. She don't. Yeah. Still, you still. I remember this one time when I was in Baltimore and um, I was standing in line at Dollar Tree mm-hmm. and this man, these, these, these African women, it was two, three African women at the register for some reason. I don't know why they were all African. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the, the manager just loves hiring Africans. I don't know, <laughs> but they were all African and they were working at the register doing their jobs, black women. Mm-hmm. Everybody in the Dollar Tree was black, right? It was right next to Suya, Suya spot when it used Here. to be, what's it called? <laughs> I think they moved it, but it was right next to Suya spot. So I, you know, ordered my Suya, went over mm-hmm. to Dollar Tree to get me a little drink. Yeah, so, yeah. Combo. Um, yeah. This uh, this man was like this African American man was like, why are they always hiring these these Africans? They always hiring these Africans. They taken and the ladies were like visibly shaken up and stirred why? up. Why? They were visibly afraid because it was like he was getting very rowdy. Right. And I was like, you need to be careful. Like, don't you don't just don't just say that because you don't know who's African, who else is African. Right. And he was like, oh, I'm sorry, sis. I didn't know you was African. Um. You don't look African. And what? I was like, well, I am African. Yes. You know what I mean? And it's like, because you like the way I look, because I assume he did, because the way he was yeah. looking me up and down, I assume that he found the way I look to be, yeah. Um, you know what I mean? Like, yes. different. Favorable to him. Favorable to him, right? It was yeah. more palatable for him, right? Right. So he was, he was, he quickly changed. Like, oh, I'm so sorry. No, that's not fair. At all. That's not fair. They're working, they're doing their job, they're minding their business. They deserve to feel safe in their work environment. Right. That's what I mean. Like just right. d- we all deserve safety. Mm-hmm. All black women deserve safety. It is the bare minimum. The bare minimum. So to to look at someone and deem them un um unworthy of yeah. safety, of your safe of your and you know happiness maybe we're, put, maybe we're putting too much yeah. pressure on people maybe it's not your responsibility to keep another human safe maybe no not necessarily yeah. but it definitely is your responsibility to not to add not make them feel uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. you know yeah. like everyone deserves happiness joy peace safety yeah. and that goes for every aspect of safety that there is yeah you not know, just from physical any form violence. Of violence yeah but also verbal you know yeah. right right yeah. 
So yeah, I agree with you. It's not necessarily that you have to keep others around you safe, but it's important that you're not engaging in actions to keep make them feel unsafe or uncomfortable. Yeah. You know, I mean, the DC party scene is like a, a strong example here. When men walk behind you, around you, and are touching you or grabbing you, men that don't know you, that want to pass you and feel the need to touch you. And I, I never know how to react because I react out of like, angry like don't touch me but these are the kind of men sometimes i'm scared because it's like they could get buck or you know like they catch an attitude they get aggressive or whatever and it's like you touched me and Mm -hmm. i don't know you and i didn't ask for that yeah and there was no need there's 700 feet in between me and the next person you could have walked through no, they love doing that little thing when they put their little this stupid little hand on your back i'm like my nigga you don't, you better make yourself a little worm and put your hands on the side. Like I do when I'm passing people, put your hands on the side of your, your lap yes. and squeeze and yes. pass through like I do because I don't want to touch people without their consent. Yes. Don't touch me. Don't touch me. And touching, I think, is extremely, extremely personal. It is an invasion of your personal space. And so when someone reaches into your personal space and lays a hand on you without your permission, it is it's pretty much an assault, especially yeah. when a man does it to a woman, because there's I, this idea of like, I'm more powerful than you. Yeah. I don't have to regard you, your safety. I don't have to regard your personal space. I'm going to disregard that. And I'm going to reach in to your, your right. And do yeah. something that makes you uncomfortable. Obviously not everyone, I guess, technically is uncomfortable or whatever. I, that, that's, that's beyond me. Just the assumption should always be that. There's no reason to touch someone, especially someone that you don't know in that way. And that's a form of, that in itself is a form of, is a form of respect. And right. it's a form of protection because you don't know who you're touching. You don't know if that person, that's a trigger for someone. That ex- you don't know. So that, that's why it comes down to education. Like, yeah. I understand that you think that doing that is so suave and gentlemanly. Right, right. Like, oh, sweetheart. Excuse me, sweetheart. <laughs> Excuse me, sweetheart. Like, it's so suave and yeah. so cute and some people don't find that some people do yeah and you might find your wife that way they'd be like oh yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> but some people don't think that's cute and they don't like that and that's a trigger right. for them so it comes down to education educate right. yourself on how and on proper decorum yes in addition yes. i think it's important too like in situations in a group setting when you see your friend this is another big way to please talk me. about it, Christine, because this really baffles me. I don't understand it. If I would go out with Emily and Emily and a guy, let's say, oh yeah, let's say Emily's birthday, we go out because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. if you know, on a normal day, we usually go out for Emily's birthday. Yeah, you know, Emily likes to turn up for her birthday. <laughs> yeah. So let's say we <laughs> let's say we go out, and then some random guy comes and comes to your let's say you have a section and the guy comes to your section and picks your drink are you going to slap him and if you slap him are we going to say emily good job no we're going to say emily what's wrong with you why you slap that man right why you do that like what are you doing like what is wrong with you no here some girl comes to your section somebody will slap you a male will slap the girl and then his friends will will stare at stare at him and just and like this is something i've seen yeah, and the thing is, it's not necessarily that silence is encouragement, but you consciously knowing that that's not okay, and you have seen and witnessed a situation, and not being like, "Bro, whoa, whoa, like, what is whoa, that? Whoa, why you, you why know, you do that?" Is very odd. It's so strange. Like, I don't understand it. Like, the silence 
that um, a lot of, even with smaller things, like yeah. you see your friend doing something in the male, males in particular, because I think women, we are deeply involved in our friends' lives. To right. the point, it, right. A little too involved to the point yes. where it's like everything they do, we're like, what are you doing? Why are you doing yeah. that? You know, that's not good for you. You know, you shouldn't yes. do that. It yeah. can be unhealthy sometimes, but I do yeah. think there is checks and balances in the, in our community, mm-hmm. in like the woman, you know, in women mm-hmm. communities, we have yeah. our checks and balances. With guys, you can't see your friend constantly disrespecting women. And you don't say, it doesn't make sense. You just keep quiet. Your friends are a reflection of you. Of you, period. If you start educating yourself, now you take, you love your friends. If you care about your friends, you also educate them. Right. We can task you with that men, black men. And you can do that respectfully. Respectfully. Be like, hey, man. Hey. Hey, man. Don't do that. That's not nice. I'm always laughing because that's always how we imitate men. Hey, bro. (laughs) Hey, bro. What are you doing over there, bro? That ain't cool, bro. That's son. not nice, man. Son, that's Don't crazy. That. Yo, you violent, son. <laughs> I'm sorry. We're not trying to make fun of this, but like also, we we're also we trying to make fun of this time and talk. But, but y'all funny. Funny. But y'all funny, but we love you. Still. No, but for real. And the thing is, like, what you're saying is really reminding me, I feel like, of dating violence situations, which often start out when people are young. Like, these are behaviors that are learned. Yeah. Either from observing it in your home, people close to you, or from engaging in these behaviors from a young age and nobody checked you on it. Yeah. You know, just to bring in exactly. Yeah. Like a few, you know, facts here, according to the Blackburn center, black women are 2.5 times more likely to be Mm. murdered by men than white women. Hmm. In addition, the Institute of women's policy research said that 31.5% of women will experience domestic violence. This rises to 40%. Hmm. for black women and there are signs for these kind of behaviors you know if you're ever in in someone's home and you see how they're disrespecting the woman in their life say something right even if you can't in that moment try to pull them aside like yo i i seen you do xyz yeah like you know that's not cool right or like this idea of making someone constantly serve you or just like this all those it may not be physical things right maybe how they talk to someone especially in your presence that always makes me uncomfortable when I hear sometimes couples arguing um that makes me uncomfortable to witness that oftentimes Yeah. yeah especially when I'm like this is you know like this is an extreme argument for something minute or yeah. this is the kind of language that they're using People who are together should not be speaking to each other. Like dogs. Right. With terms that don't show love. Because why wouldn't you want to speak life into someone that you love? Yeah. And if you see it as a Black man, if you see that, think to yourself, what can I do? Mm -hmm. Especially for people you care about. Right. Like being silence means to me that you are with it. Like that's, that's cool to you then. If you can sit there and listen and watch someone suffer or someone be mistreated and in the context of, in the context of what we're talking about, if you can sit and watch black women be mistreated, black little girls be mistreated, if you can teach your son, Hey, don't say that. Yes. You can't do, then that means you're cool with it. Yeah. That's, and that's what, if you're going to sit, if as black men, if you're going to sit and ask these corporations to take accountability, to do this, to do that, to do the black square, you too. 
you too. If you yeah. see somebody talking to a, a, a woman in this context, a black woman, yeah, your friend, your family member, it could be even be your dad, yeah, your sister's husband, say something, try yeah. to say something, do something in yeah. within reason, yeah. in a safe way, yeah. not to put yourself in harm's way or anything, but don't do something. Tell them, yeah. hey, that's not I don't I don't agree with that behavior. You're gonna lose friends. Right. And that's the thing, like you you can let them know like hey i don't agree with that and if they continue doing that you don't need to interact with them anymore because best believe if i was ever around my friend and they were engaging with their boyfriend a certain way or they were like you're so stupid you're so this like verbally abusive or emotionally abusive i would call them out on it i may not say it directly in that moment oh right the presence and maybe a little bit uncomfortable i'm like you know that like what you're doing is like a, a sign of this or yeah you know, it's not healthy because this is what it can lead to. Yeah. This is what I, you know, this kind of prevention is what I've studied. Yeah. So, yeah. And again, you have to be prepared for the consequences of your action too. All of us, right? When we address issues, we have to be prepared for what happens after. If the person doesn't listen, totally disregards you, doesn't respect you, then you have to move on from them. That relationship. And that's why women we sometimes we we, i know guys like i feel like they don't have disagreements in their friendships is because they don't say nothing about nothing but women we be like we're not friends with this person this day we're friends with her the next day because her values don't align with mine right now right she's on thought time i'm not so we're like you know it is what it is i'm on thought time too we align when when i'm not we don't align You guys, I know you guys yep. want to be silent. You want to play 2K. You need to right. you don't want to have your little fun and your so little. That he doesn't stop playing basketball with you. No, 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 no. You have to, you have to talk because this thing that we're trying to do it spreads by like through osmosis. Like we are right. a part right. of each other. We're an ecosystem. So if we are trying to be better, we all have to take responsibility and we all have yeah. to try. We all have to be better. It's not just for you guys to scream oh look at uh, uh this 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 is not this is not right this is not right when there's things in your own community that you can do something about yeah you've yeah. seen things we've all seen things we've all been a part of things we've been in places that you know we look back and we're like wow i can't believe that that, that person did that right and you know maybe you don't say anything but from now on you should say something right right you know, you and you know and with that too I think we've covered a lot about why we focused on this topic, but I just want to talk about what really inspired us to talk about it this particular week. Mm -hmm. It was the fact that in Louisville, Kentucky, the grand jury came back and decided not to indict the three officers involved in the killing of Breonna Taylor with any charges related specifically to her murder. Yeah. And once again, their actions showed how little they care about Black women. I think with regards to the case, there have been so many discrepancies. You know, you had plainclothes officers in the middle of the night break down someone's door and enter their home and enter someone's home who had not committed any crime, had not done anything wrong, but was somehow associated with someone who was all ready in custody yeah and her boyfriend a legal gun owner used his weapon shot up 
Um, and till today, they actually don't know definitively if the bullet that entered the leg of one of the officers was that of Mr. Kenneth Walker. Let me be very clear. And they decided to spray the home, kill Brianna Taylor, shoot into neighboring homes. And till now, neighbors have said, we did not hear them announce themselves, despite the fact that the officers said they announced themselves. And all of a sudden, they found someone that said they, they, they did hear it. And I'm just like, how? How? And, you know, to me, that in it of itself is enough for them to go to trial. Yeah. But unfortunately, I don't know why, the grand jury decided against it. The documents from the grand jury have not been released. Even the governor of Kentucky is calling for them to be released. So we'll see. But overall, I was just so frustrated because like we were saying in the beginning, if the officers had went there with the intent just to talk to Breonna Taylor, not kill her, after they shot her to death and she remained there alive, I believe they fled the scene. I don't believe they offered her any aid and tried to help her. And then her boyfriend was arrested. And then her boyfriend was let go because he didn't commit a crime. And what continues to baffle me is the fact that we live in a country that will scream from morning to night every day of every year. You have the right to own guns. Yeah. They want to fight for that right so hard. They love that. They the love Second it. Amendment. Second Amendment. They love it. Everyone should have guns. Yeah. Guns, guns, guns. Mm-hmm. And we see cases like that of Philando Castile, where yep. black gun owners do not get the same rights as white gun owners do. And it's so frustrating because it's just like, what what does this, what will this take? Yeah. You mean to tell me one of the officers was indicted for shooting into the neighbor's home? and not shooting the woman in her own home that hadn't committed any crime? And even if she had, that didn't deserve to die? You know what I mean? It's just, it's just like, I don't understand why are we still here? We have people, civil rights leaders that are dying and we're still fighting for the same issues they've been fighting for for their whole lives mm-hmm. still we even born day, still this day died fighting died fighting for this cause till today it is yeah. 2020 people are even now born fighting honestly like that ass it's so crazy to me yeah and i i just i can't understand this idea of like disregarding this even down to some of the crises that people are experiencing like i already spoke about flint earlier you know there are people in this country who still till today don't know that there are cities in this country with lead in their water yeah that there are people in this country that don't have access to clean water yeah you know there are people in this country who are forced to live next to these industrial waste sites inhaling chemicals and pollutants in the air these are the same communities where we see higher rates of asthma higher rates of stress-induced diseases these are the same communities that aren't even close to you know grocery stores areas where they can eat and access clean food yeah and it, it just cannot be that 
because you haven't experienced it, you don't see that it's happening. Yeah. 2020. Yeah. You know, like I just, I sit here and I get so frustrated about all of this because it's absolutely ridiculous. And I understand that the systems that are allowing for this to happen are doing exactly what they were built to do. Did you know, and I found this out yesterday, that when it comes to like restaurant, restaurant workers and you know how still, again, it's 2020, yet some of them only make $2 and 13 cents. Mm-hmm. to the point where they don't even get money on their check because of all the taxes that are taken out of it. They rely on tips. The reason why that came to be, why the National Restaurant Association lobbies so hard for these individuals to not make livable wages is because these policies stem from slavery. Mm. When slaves were freed, a lot of Black women became restaurant workers domestic workers restaurant workers and these groups were formed to ensure that these women would never get livable wages and still till today i found out that this workforce is still predominantly women Mm -hmm. which again ties into protecting women generally but protecting black women too yeah you know from all aspects and all areas it's just like why are these systems still here? Why are we allowing these these problems to persist? Why are we allowing these groups of people to continue to be affected in this way? And I'm fed up. And I think like, like you're saying, it all, again, it bores down to seeing the problem, understanding the problem, acknowledging right. that there is a problem because everything you're listing, everything you're saying is facts. Yep. And we are living in it. We can see, you can see it if you open yeah. your eyes to it and you don't have a rebuttal and you're not defensive because right. when we're talking about these things and we're bringing these issues up, it's you didn't, none of us created this. This isn't right. created by any of us. Right. We didn't do this. Um, we don't know anyone that did this. This is just a system. You know what I mean? And in order to break the system, you have to acknowledge the issues so that you can change them. And right. I think, I think it was Malcolm X that said, um, I think he said the most disrespected woman, the most disrespected person in America is the black woman. And the the most unprotected person in America is the black woman. Mm -hmm. If you, and he said that, um, and it's something that I've been hearing echoed Mm -hmm. by a lot of like, you know, stars and things like that. And that is an acknowledgement. That's an acknowledgement of the struggle of a black woman. And I feel that it's something that we all need to keep in our minds. Yeah. It's not a pity party. No. It's just facts. Like, and we can see how that echoed in the story of Breonna Taylor. Despite yep. what happened to her, despite her being literally innocent, she did nothing, nothing. wrong. She's still at the bottom of the fight. Like we, right. a lot, we have to, I'd like even during the marches when we were in DC protesting, mm. you have to remind people to say her name. You know what I mean? You have to, you have to, you have to say, say her name, Breonna Taylor, because people forget mm-hmm. like black women are not doormats. Black right. women are not here to, we're, we're strong, but we're not sh- strong to shoulder the world, to shoulder the world. We're not, we weren't put here to suffer. We can, we too can enjoy. Right. You know, we too can be carefree. Yeah. Same way we want you, our black men to be carefree. 
Mm-hmm. We want you guys to experience joy. We yeah. want you to have less worries. We understand your struggle and you don't have to explain to us why you're struggling. Right. But we have to explain to you why we're struggling all and the that time. in and of itself is it's traumatic and it's stressful. So traumatic, so stressful. You know, so even stressful. with Oluwatoyin Salau. Yeah. You know, I, I just, I can't get over the fact that the first time I heard her voice as an activist protesting everything going on was the day I heard about her death mm-hmm. at the hands of a Black man. Mm-hmm. After having been raped that same day by someone else. And that was hard. Very, very traumatic. And, and it's just like, like you said, you know, when we're saying the name Breonna Taylor, I hope you all understand that first and foremost, she was a human being. Period. Now that she's no longer here, her family is carrying on that legacy. Every time you say that name, every time they hear that name, immediately they're brought back to what happened to her. Yeah. From, for the rest of their lives now. Yeah. There are people yeah. that are going to be scrutinizing them and their every action. Every move for the rest their of their actions, exactly, committed by people who won't even have to face the consequences of, of their what actions. what they did and don't care. And they don't, they don't care. They're going to go on continuing to live their life. They're going to be hired. They're going to have jobs. People are going to employ them. People right now are funding their bail money for the one officer that was indicted for something totally unrelated. About the walls or something like that. About the the damage to the property or something of that nature. And it's just, it's so crazy to me that we're still here. Yeah. I think we're going to be here. I'm going to be completely honest with you. It's not easy. It's not. The change isn't easy. And I think that 2020 has been such a crazy year. It's been really bad for um, a lot of people. Mm -hmm. I think each one of us has faced our own personal losses um due to 2020 but i think it's like uh definitely a rebirth like all the bad stuff has to happen all the bad stuff has to come out in order for things to change like the darkness has to be we have to shine light on the darkness for things to change and think these things um that are occurring in our community the things that we're having to witness are are definitely horrible but i just pray that we take from these experiences that we're sharing collectively and these conversations we're having and we learn from them. Like it's not just all about jokes. Like it's not all, it's not all about being, it's not all about fun. It's not all about laughter. It's not all about LOL. Like this is, this is, these are life. This is life. Like I don't, I, I hate to see people that on the internet scream black lives matter and they scream justice for Breonna Taylor particularly men that scream black lives matter they're marching but you can't even treat the person that you've been in a relationship with Mm -hmm. well like decently you can't even speak to her decently Mm. you can't even respect people you know you don't respect women you don't you're not for women you don't you don't respect them and but you're screaming black lives matter you can't understand why black women have these concerns you don't Mm -hmm. want to understand you don't read anything you don't you don't care you just want to scream black lives matter we're black lives too right so right 
let's let's you know mm-hmm. let's do some ed- let's let's get some education like a lot of we're so lucky we, yeah. we are, have access to every kind of book you can mm-hmm. imagine i remember when we had to go to the the library now yeah. You don't need the library, man. You don't, you, need, on you don't even need to read yourself. You can, you can listen. You're right. You have audiobooks. Yeah. That can read to you. You can yes. something in your home and tell it to read you read. a book. Yes. Learn some things. Like, come on, let's, let's read books. Let's learn. Yeah. It's not only about quotables now. Go and figure out where the quote came from. Right. Um, partic- specifically, you know, I think dating is like, um, is it a, a a topic that's easy to discuss and um i think a lot of black men or even like male and female relationships like romantic relationships i think a lot of you guys need to really really um look into your preference quote unquote Mm -hmm. what that is why do we speak about um black women in terms of relationships why do we say it's hard for black women to find mates mm-hmm. why why is why are those things why? the topic why go and look into it don't even wait for anyone to explain to you why do black women say that you don't prefer why do black women why? think because it's not necessarily even a thing i think that there's been studies that have debunked that most relationships yeah. are between two black in terms of in the black community there yeah. is more black and black relationships but there's a narrative there's a narrative let's understand why that is yeah i just saw a video of these little stupid little boys Mm -hmm. when the little girl was like do you prefer white ladies or black women and then the boy was like i like white girls all of them i like white girls i like white girls even let's let's look into those things like you know what and they're young and they're so young. And I didn't even know kids were still doing, like, I didn't know that the little boys were still talking like this. Because I know when I was that age, mm-hmm. they sure were, they sure were talking like that. So the fact that they're still talking like that, mm. 16, 17, in 2020, mm-hmm. let's look into these things. I'm not yeah. saying it's true. And I'm also not saying it's, it's okay. It's not, mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's bad to like what you like. Like, I love I personally love white ladies. I also love Spanish ladies and I love Asian ladies. Me, <laughs> there's so many of them in my life that I love. I understand why you love them, but let's understand where that narrative is coming from. Let's yeah. understand and understand. Dismantle it. It's, yes, let's, let's really look into that and let's be more respectful about the way we speak about our preferences. Yeah. You know what I mean? Understand yeah. also that there is a inherent, um, in terms of the looks and the beauty Mm-hmm. Of black women is highly po- politicized it's a political yes, it thing down to hair down to nails down to nose down to yeah. eyebrows everything everything about it is political we don't have the luxury to just be we don't have it to just do we can't do that we've to never just been- exist we can't just exist from the time that you're a child from the time yes. you're three years old as a black girl they police you you're police your tone yeah i just if you put it into context, like I just started wearing my hair naturally at 23, 24 years yeah. of age. From the time that I was a child to 23, 24, I think even maybe 25, mm-hmm. I was not wearing my hair natural. Like, understand that. Like, you've yeah. been wearing your hair any which way you want to wear it right. as a black man. Maybe your dad, if you're African, I know he probably shaved your head bald at some point. But <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, it's a lot. So I just want yeah. you guys to educate. Like, that's my thing. I just want you guys to just try and read some, maybe just read some books and just educate yeah. yourselves so that when we're talking, knowledgeable, 
be knowledgeable is knowledge. This is my preference. That's my preference. Well, like, okay, like, I understand. Where does like it that. come from? But right. where does it come from? Because it comes from somewhere, and mm-hmm. we know because we read about it. Right. But so what we're saying, what we're saying, is not because we're telling you don't like what you like. Yes, like it. Understand you, but also understand that there's a system in place that mm-hmm. your preference is not even really might not even be your preference. Right. It's, it's because all, history repeats itself exactly and because they the the standard of beauty the standard of everything is not black women yeah it's not we are the lowest we're we're creeping up we're doing yeah. what we have to do we are like we're strong we're beard at the yeah, yeah we're we're doing what we right. have to do to get up and yes. we, now we're even though people don't like to admit it we are this we are it at this i mean i believe that black women are the trendsetters of we the are world. Yeah, so it's like I mean, since the beginning of time. The beginning of time, forever. We've always yeah. been it. So, but now it's like really becoming like wow. Right. The uh, Miss Sally May in Kansas City is wearing box braids and knotless, knotless yeah. crochet. You know, and I, wearing them to work, mind you. Mind you, me. I can't just even wear my hair like now. that. Yeah. yeah, just yeah. now. Yeah. In laws that don't allow for discrimination based on hair. Yeah in the workplace and yeah. again it's 2020 2020 so that's that's you know guys educate yourselves please i beg yeah. of you i beg of you it's yeah, so you it's know. so it's so nasty like it, it's nothing it's nothing worse than i don't know to me like when i see when i see someone like they're speaking about i don't think the conversation is ever it ever really goes well but like when someone's like speaking with facts Mm-hmm. And then someone comes with, it's my preference or right, oh, right. I don't see it like that. I don't see it like, like, just try and just understand what the other party is yeah, saying because understand. you're trying to force them to understand what you're saying. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You know, we hope that you've learned a few things from this episode. Yeah. But, you know, most importantly, we hope this opens up a dialogue. Mm-hmm. Of course, feel free to comment or direct message us via Instagram. Again, on our Instagram at inprogress underscore pod. Feel free to email us at ceinprogress at gmail.com. Start the conversation with your friends if you haven't already been having these conversations. And we want to know your thoughts. Definitely. Um, You know, this is dynamic in that it's always changing. Our experiences are always changing. Our views are always changing. But no matter what, we want to just make sure we're moving forward. And we want to know if you have like tips or suggestions about how to move forward, particularly men and your experiences around this, maybe what you suggest as far as moving forward. Yeah. And Emily, before we go, I would like to ask you, what would be like one thing that you would like to see in terms of protecting Black women, like as a collective, like what's one thing that Mm -hmm. you feel you can... I don't know if I want to say present, but like, what's yeah. one thing you think you could say or what one view you have on ways we can move forward in terms of actually protecting Black women? Um, for me, I think the greatest would have to be from a health perspective, just because, you know, my work is with public health, mm-hmm. it's my background, and that's what I'm passionate about. Mm-hmm. And so I think I'm just trying, trying to find ways to do the work to address some of the social determinants of health and health disparities that disproportionately affect Black women. Yeah. Um, Particularly, as we've mentioned throughout this episode, lower income Black women and just lower income populations that tend to be 
minority or marginalized populations in general. Yeah. Um, and so I guess my view is to work to do good work no matter what industry you're in so that yeah. you can always help people. Yeah. You know? I think I love that. I understand what you're saying. And I think that, I guess we can say, I think mine would be similar. Like whatever you have mm-hmm. in order to protect black women, because we're yeah. trying to do that. So in order to protect black women as a marginalized group, yeah. whatever you have, like Emily is in public health. I'm also a nurse, whatever you have, whatever skills you have to, um, that you can offer, even if it's your brute force or your, right. um, your, if you have weaponry, if that's needed, I mean, God forbid, but if it's yeah. needed, yeah. there was a situation where that was needed with that lady in upstate New York, where the men had to crowd around her house and, you know, with guns. Yeah. So not saying that, you know, it doesn't have to be that extreme, but whatever you have, mm-hmm. please lend it um, mm-hmm. to the Black women in your life, in your community. Yeah. Also educate yourself. That would be, those would be my two. Yeah, that's so good. If you guys, when you guys listen to this, if you guys want to drop a comment, or let us know what is one way that you will protect Black women or um, create safe spaces for Black women in your life yes. or outside of your life. Let us know one thing that um, you can come up with. And yeah. We'd love to know. We'd love Ooh. to know. Let's keep spreading positivity, y'all, because it's rough yeah. out here. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> what what an episode. Yeah, that's, that's- that was nice. That was nice. It's yeah. always nice speaking with you, Emily. Yeah, thanks, girls. Same wingsies. <laughs> well, guys, we will talk to you later. Later. Yeah. Love you. Have an awesome week, whatever's left of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, one day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Ooh, child.